Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And now, coming to you live from atop the Goldenrod City Radio Tower... It's the one, the only, Puckle TCG Cast. Hello, 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 and welcome to the 88th episode of the Puckle TCG Cast with your host, Basket. Today, we're looking into the meta impact of battle styles, and oh boy, did the battle styles mix it up. But it ain't just me today, folks. Today, we've got a n- none other than Seth Vilo underscore the Aurora from Georgia. How's it going, man? Hello. It's good. 88 episodes? Wow. (laughs) That's a lot of I know, man. I want to do something for the 100th episode, but Uh I'm extremely intimidated by it. (laughs) (laughs) We've got a while for that. Like, that's that's a year from now, quite literally, so. Yeah, yeah, you're totally right. I didn't think about it that way. Thanks for helping me chill out on that. I take some stress off of you. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Battle Styles is wacky. Yes. Yes, it is. And there's a lot of goodness that we're going to get to. We're going to talk about the bigger decks in the format and Mm -hmm. some of the variants. And then we're going to head on to Venusaur Best. So without further ado, I want you all to close your eyes, take a deep breath, feel the sun on your skin, the sand between your toes, and let that cool summer breeze ruffle those luscious locks as we visit Topical Beach. Grab your ice-cold Corsola Cola and pull up a chair. It's time for Tropical Beach. Okay, so we're going to start out with probably the... Is this the highest usage deck, Seth? How about you take it away? Sure. I mean, it's not necessarily the highest usage, but it's good to start off with, you know, the deck that's really basically... the. You know how each set kind of has a deck that's meant for it? Like... Yeah, yeah. The F- Rebel Clash was was built around kind of letting Dragapult shine. And then um, whatever the set is that I can't think of <laughs> was like making sure that Eternatus could function. And this is now kind of one of the two decks that came out of Battle Styles, and it's one of the Battle Styles. It's Rapid Strike Urshifu, and it's got a couple of variants to it. We aren't sure from Tournament... Type and, and again, this all comes with the caveat that none of these are official tournaments because it's still coviding outside, as Thatch likes to say. Yes. So these are all kind of fan-done tournaments, not to the official level. But I mean, they are still the cards being played and people placing just like regular rules. But one of the big ones is Rapid Strike Urshifu, which is really good. Really, really freaking good. For those who don't know, the first attack... If you, it's a lot like Golisopod in this respect, where if you were on the bench and became active that turn, you deal 150 to whatever's in front of you. And the second attack, if you discard all cards attached to it, it does 110 to two things on your opponent's field. It's kind of like sniping for the for the field. It's kind of it's weird. It's like a combination of a bunch of a couple cards, like Golisopod meets I don't I don't I don't know Cramorant or something like that. <laughs> But that's what Rapid Strike Urshifu VMAX does, and with attacks like that, unsurprisingly, it's very good. There's a lot of support for both the first attack and the second attack, especially now that they've reprinted Escape Rope in this set, so you can be switching all over the place with this thing. 
there's two main varieties of rapid strike. There is just pure rapid strike, if you will, where you're really focusing on doing just the Urshifu's attacks and just battering the living daylights out of your opponent, uh, so long as they don't have a Mew on their field blocking your uh, snipe damage. And, you know, for that you have boss's orders to bring it up and then continue along on your day. But you do that, some Jirachi engine, the standard Crobat Dedene support, and run it with Nets, a Nets Jirachi and Giratina now for popping special energy off of things. And Mewtwo from Unbroken Bonds, which allows you to put a supporter from your um, discard just on top, so you can find it with Jirachi again immediately. With all the switching that you play, you can easily grab the supporter that you need off of your discard pile. So it's it's really adaptable. You can do a lot of things with it. It doesn't run anything like an Octillery or really anything much other, other for Rapid Strike things other than the Urshifu itself. And... Other than that, really standard trainer line, lineup, like the researches, the Marnies, the three bosses. It runs a single Cheryl, which is kind of fun because the second attack makes you discard all of your cards, all of your energy. So you can heal all the damage on you <laughs> if you used your <laughs> second attack the last turn. But yeah, that's the straight rapid strike. What do you think of that one, Basket? You know, it's funny because I feel like Urshifu's taking over everything. Uh, right. It's... <laughs> I mean, uh, the video game and now the card game, it's, and one of the things that I liked, uh, the most about the TCG, like doing both the TCG and the video game Mm -hmm. is that nine times out of 10, I guess this would be one of the exceptions. The Pokemon that you're using in the meta aren't, uh, for TCG aren't necessarily anything that's in the meta for the video game. Yeah. So this kind of. I wouldn't say bums me out because it doesn't it doesn't bum me out at all, really. Like, I think these are really cool mechanics and I think they're like really fun. But I just thought it's uh, worth mentioning that I think this is probably one of the first times where like a truly meta relevant Pokemon is relevant in both the TCG and video game meta. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I mean, even even comparing like the video game, Pikaram is very relevant in the in the TCG, but Pikachu is nowhere near relevant. Zekrom is kind <laughs> of only okay in Ubers. It, it's kind of cool to be able to play with different things at different times. That said, I will say that it was in in the OU Smogon stuff. It was the single strike variant that was the most problematic. That's what got it banned to Ubers. So it is kind of cool to have Rapid being the good one here. And single strike being the kind of B tier one in TCG, so you still get kind of that feeling a little bit. So that's kind of neat. Uh, weren't they kind of waffling back and forth in the VGC for a little while? In the VGC, maybe. Um, I'm not. I will be completely honest and say I'm not as educated in VGC specifically as I should be. I focus mainly on Smogon just because that's where I play. But VGC, I think you're right. Where they're they're very back and forth there. Well, this isn't a VGC topic, so let's move on. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There is another another variant of Rapid Strike. Do you want to take a look at that one and tell us what that one's about, Basket? I took the other one. Oh, I was going to do Single Strike, and then we would, and then go we for jump it. To yeah, Rapid. We'll we'll, we'll plus we'll the spice. go back and forth between the Urshifus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so for Single Strike Urshifu, uh, you've got any energy retrieval with the Houndoom. Uh, but you can kickstart that with Urshifu V if you really want to. Those are so good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Houndoom lets you grab a single strike energy every turn, uh, which adds 20 damage to the attack and is stackable. Uh, and this is an effort to power up G-Max 1 Blow, which with enough single strike energy can take out, I think, any Pokemon in one hit. Like if you were able to get... Almost. It does 270 without any augmentation. So if you've got a couple of single strike energy, you know, one single strike energy makes it 290, another one makes it 310, stack enough of those and you can start taking out like the 330, 340 Eternatus monsters. Yeah. Sans weakness, of course. Yeah, yeah. And I think the, uh, one of of my favorite little icings on the cake is that the damage isn't affected by the effects on the opponent's active. Mm -hmm. I love that. It's just like you're, I'm sorry, you're, you're taking this damage. It's, it's happening. There's yeah. There's nothing you can do about it. And if I'm correct, that cracks through things like Decidueye. So I believe that so. can't even yeah. stand up to this deck. Well, so uh, we want to start kind of going over like some uh, like actual deck builds when we do this. Mm-hmm. So, which is kind of new for the show. 
Uh, so we tried to find some that seemed to be pretty, pretty reasonable, like either standard or, or pretty tough. So yeah. uh, for the single strike, we've got four Houndur, four Houndoom, four single strike Urshifu V, four single strike Urshifu V Max, a Crobat, a Dedene, a Jirachi, a Mew, four Professor's Research, three Boss's Orders, Marnie, four Quick Ball, three Pokemon Communication, three Urn of Vitality, two Switch, one Evolution Incense, one Fan of Waves, two Single Strike Scroll of Scorn, two Air Balloon, two Tower of Darkness, four Fighting Energy, four Single Strike Energy, one Capture Energy, and one Stone Fighting Energy. So one thing that stands out as weird if you don't know what the card does is the single copy of Jirachi GX in this list, which is really cool. It has an ability that says if something would be taking Psychic-type super effective damage, it doesn't. That's both sides of the field, though, for what it's worth. But it basically means that this single striker Shifu can stand up to things like Mewtwo and Mew, which is popping off, as well as Dragapult on the other side. It it means that their weakness is nullified without having to attach a weakness guard energy or anything like that. So that's starting to see a whole lot of play in these Urshifu decks as oh, just yeah. a one-off to throw on your bench. You gotta keep your big teddy bears safe. Yeah, yeah. And the weird thing about this, too, is that you... You'd think with all the special energy, it, it runs all special energy in this particular list. And you'd think, oh gosh, that's really risky with like Giratina and Wave of Scroll of Waves, Fan of Waves, pardon me. <laughs> but you always can find them with the Hound Doom. And the Urn of Vitality is just a special charge for single strike energy. So you almost never run out of single strike energy. It's wild. Like sometimes you can run down the specials on Rabbit Strike. Not for this one, because they can just get them back instantly. And you max out the uh, single-strike Pokemon list because you have Tower of Darkness as a stadium in here, where you discard a single-strike thing. It doesn't necessarily have to be a Pokemon. And draw two. It's great. It's like Scorching scorching Sands or Scorching Earth. Scorched... What what was that? What was that stadium? Whatever. Scorched oh, yeah, Earth. I, yeah, oh, I guess. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. And the other cool thing about single... Like, there's so much synergy with single strike that Rapid just doesn't have because the cards are better. But single has so much built-in synergy with itself. Like, Hound Doom, the the caveat to attaching a single strike energy to something and accelerating that energy is you drop two damage counters on the thing that you attach to. Yeah, boo, it kind of stinks. You start building up a whole lot of damage on your single strikes, especially if you stack Hound Doom and you can attach more than one per turn. But the single strike scroll of scorn for a single fighting type energy gives you another attack, which is just fighting type outrage. The more damage <laughs> you have, the more it does. And it's got like 330 HP, so not much is one-shotting it, especially if the weakness is turned off with Jirachi. So you will probably have to two-it KO this thing, upon which it will beat you down with a, with the scroll of scorn attack for yeah. one fighting energy after it discarded all of a, all the others last turn. It's wild. Yeah, and that's just awesome to me cuz like Pokémon's all about math essentially, you know? What what can yeah. I take? What can't I take? And Scroll of Scorn is just like this awesome little wild card <laughs> you can yeah. throw out there. It's like it's like okay, I'm pretty sure like like you're up against one of these decks and you're like, "All right, okay, I'm pretty sure that if I do it this way, yeah, okay, the math works out perfect. Throw something out there, takes a hit, bring it back out." So you can go again, and it's like, oh, no, actually, this thing was just smacked. It is gone now. And you're mm-hmm. just you're just sitting there with your hands and your, <laughs> your face in your hands. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've been playing a lot of Corviknight, which we'll talk about later. I'm almost scared to attack the darn thing, because if I do 240 to it, it's going to do that right back to me, plus more next turn with, the, with this Scroll of Scorn attack. It's dumb. Oh, yeah, dude. A lot of the YouTube videos I've been watching uh, on it as well, like... That's that's a regular thing. They're like, okay, well, uh-huh. I could stack more damage counters on uh, this single strike Urshifu, but if I do that, then now I have this other set of problems that I have to deal with. <laughs> you know? so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it 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 makes it like scary <laughs> to try to win. At least it's stoppable by at least it's stoppable by tool scrapper. At least that's the thing. Yes, thank goodness. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, single strike is not bad. It's very scary. All right. Do we want to move on to the uh, rapid plus spice? Rapid, spicy rapid strike. I love it. (laughs) This one is just really, 
you know, the, the other the other rapid strike you can choose really between if you want to do the weird attack and the the Golisopod attack or the damage to bench attack. This one goes really hard into the damage to bench, as well as having just weirdly synergistic typing with each other. It <laughs> is Rapid Strike Urshifu with Dragapult. Specifically VMAX, if we needed to say that. It's not the little coin flippy Dragapult baby one. It's the it's the good one. And because <laughs> it I mean it doesn't this one doesn't play the Jirachi GX. It, re- it plays the regular ones with Stellar Wish, so you can find things. But the idea is you start with Dragapult and start laying damage counters out where you need them on the field, and then wrap it up with Rapid Strike and take, you know, a bunch of KOs in one turn. They also work really well with each other based on weakness, because a lot of Psychic are still weak to Psychic, so the things targeting down Urshifu will be hit hard by Dragapult. And... Dragapult by itself is weak to Eternatus, which is still very good right now. Very, very popular. And Urshifu eats that for breakfast. <laughs> so it's really good. Uh, the The trainer lineup, it, it also in this particular list that we have, as far as support Pokemon, I mentioned the Jirachi. It, do, it runs very thin on support Pokemon. Uh, it has the two Crobat and one Krikatoon, which lets you draw up. It's kind of cool. Trainers, it's got the standard Research Marnie and three bosses' orders. This particular one plays Crushing Hammer. You can forego those for other things if you always flip tails like me. It's got the Quick Balls, standard four count, Switch, three Great Ball, which is kind of weird on this one because you don't normally see that, but, you know, you a lot of you can run through your deck pretty quickly overall, so you can find things with the Great Ball. It's got Escape Rope for the switching. That combos with the uh, with the actual physical Switch cards, too. It's got two fan of waves because even it's really energy denial-y because you're not doing a lot of damage up front. You're doing a lot of setup damage and bench setup damage and things like that. So you want to delay your opponent getting off a big attack as much you can. So the fan of waves, the crushing hammer, the two of those together really help with that. Then evolution incense air balloon and the energy counts real freaky. Five psychic energy, four rapid strike energy, which as you might remember counts for two on rapid strike Pokemon. And three horror psychic energy just to keep adding those damage counters to things that dare touch <laughs> Dragapult. Yeah, that's a nice that's a nice little cherry on top right there. Yeah. If if you ask me, and Basket and I were talking about this before we started recording, if you ask me personally, I think this is the way to run Dragapult right now. There are some pure Dragapult lists. We were gonna talk about one that did really well at the first um the first tournament that someone had where they had allowed battle styles. That one was just straight Dragapult with Omastar and a Blacephalon. But I think it's kind of adapted now that this is the way to play Dragapult if you still have those cards and want to use them. Because Eternatus is still huge. That It's going to be four decks kind of in balance with each other, where it's the Urshifu, the Mewtwo, the Picarom, the Dragapult-ish Eternatus. There's a lot. Like, it's not just three, like it has been in the past. It's really cool how a lot of things can be viable. Uh, we're, the next one we're going to talk about is really wacky and oh, yeah. really cool, but it's still just as viable as the big ones, if you will. Almost almost the best deck in format. There is no real true one and only best deck in format right now. That's what I like about it. Oh, Even right. ADPZ is having trouble because it it has to have a turn where it does no damage. So it's having a little bit of difficulty right now against the monsters like Single or Rapid Strike. Or even like the Spiritomb thing we'll talk about later. Like it, it has trouble. But yeah, that's the that's the Dragapult plus Rapid Strike. One of the cooler decks if you like laying damage on your opponent's bench. So, yeah. Okay, so we will move from here onto Victini VMAX, or as I like to call it, Boss Boss Game. <laughs> Not wrong. <laughs> so Victini's fast, super low maintenance. And it can one-hit KO almost all V Pokemon for two energy uh, with its uh, 220 damage output, uh, if, of course, the Pokemon is a Pokemon V. Also, Victini wants to go first. It's a pretty strong choice to go first because it's just two energy for that attack. But if you want to throw a Reshiram, uh, Charizard Tag Team, and a Welder, uh, you could go second and fire off a turn one Double Blaze GX if you've got those in your hand. Uh, for oh, 200 yeah. damage on your first turn. And then Boss's Orders is 
I mean, Buzz's Orders is important in every single deck. It, these these cards have been important in the meta since they were created. But this is pretty important for this deck specifically because it's pretty reliant on being able to switch out those those V Pokemon and take them out before they can V Max um, just for that clean hit. My favorite part about this though is that it annihilates ADP, but Aegislash can sit those the these matches out, please. Uh, that would be helpful. And uh, I would also like to mention this deck works best going really quickly, but I just wanted to mention Spreading Flames. It's not optimal, but because it allows you to snag three energy and put them on whatever Pokemon you want on your bench or in the active, it really helps you in a tight spot. So that's a good little synergy on the same Pokemon that you're using to take things out with. Yeah. And also knock out every single snom that you see yes oh my god <laughs> water decks can pop off too like that's that's so cool about this current meta is like there's nothing that's just completely squashed and suffocated like inteleon has been doing very good right now yeah and lapras is pretty strong too i think i think yeah. it's pretty strong for the card list we have one cramrant one crowbrat buckle up C- crowbrat uh, one Heatran, one Reshiram and Charizard GX, four Victini V, one Charizard GX, three Victini V Max, one Eldegoss, one Cricketune, two Denene, Dedene, wow, I can't speak, <laughs> one Marshadow, one Mew, two Mewtwo, and Mew GX. Uh, that's the uh, tag team. Yep. And then for trainer cards, we've got Escape Rope, t- two of those, one Fan of the Waves, three Giant Hearth, four Welder, four Quick Ball. One Tool Jammer, two Air Balloon, four Bosses Orders, one Fire Crystal, one Professor's Research, four Pokemon Communication, and two Switch uh, with uh, 11 uh, Fire Energy. The Tool Jammer is really cool in this one. Like you, I would have expected Tool Scrapper, but Tool Jammer is cool too. If you don't know what that does, it itself is a tool, and when it's attached to something, like say a Victini, any of the opponent's active tools don't work. So, for instance, if you put a, what is it, giant crystal or whatever, the thing that adds 30 health on a Zacian or a metal goggles on a Zacian, I don't, I don't know, something like that. <laughs> something that allows a V to avoid the 220 damage. It just doesn't. So the jammer just makes it so it doesn't work. And it's like a permanent tool scrapper, if you will, if you have it on the right attacker. Yeah, it's a really cool tech. Yeah, and if the, if the Victini like targeting down V Pokemon doesn't work, you've always got Mewtwo and Mew to just blow something up utilizing Charizard's attack. That GX attack just does does three hundred. So you've you've always you've got options. That's what's cool about this deck. It has a lot of ways around a lot of different opponents. Yeah, yeah, and so there's four Welder in here, and um, that's to power up your your other ones if you can't get. Victini running, or there's something weird going on with uh, with their deck where they don't have a lot of V Pokemon, because Welder's definitely not needed. I mean, you're just putting the two Fire Energy down there, but it super helps out when Victini can't do its job. Mm-hmm. Or if you miss one, like you you are not behind if you just miss an attachment on a Victini because its cost only is two Fire Energy. So yeah, for a Welder, you've got it fully powered. Yep, it's wild. This is one of the one of the other decks I want to build and play with. One thing to note, the Victini V you want to use, there are two, is the one from Sword and Shield base set, not the one that came out with Battle Styles. That one's not as good as the Sword and Shield one, just attacks-wise. So, Alright, let's move on to our favorite bird. My baby! My baby! <laughs> I want it to work so badly and I'm having so much bad luck with this poor deck! <laughs> uh... <laughs> I'll get it, though. I've just got to find the right list, and I feel like this one we're going to look at is a good start. I may, I've already made a couple changes on my own personal one, but Corviknight VMAX is super cool. And it, the whole the whole idea is you do 240, you move those energies off utilizing Bronzong that came out in this set because it lets you just move Steel-type energy whenever, wherever you want. Not limited in a turn or anything. It's just... Whenever and wherever. So you do 240, you absorb a hit, then you use the new supporter card, Cheryl, which allows you to heal all damage from all of your evolution Pokemon. <laughs> and if you do that, 
discard all energy attached to them. So with Bronzong, just yanking all the energy off of the Corviknight, you just heal it completely, and then you put the energies back and rinse and repeat. So the whole the decklist idea that we've got here that looks really good, for, in my opinion, having played a lot of Corviknight, it's a 3-3 line of Corviknight VMAX. It's a 2-2 line of Bronzong. And you want to use... There's some there's some debate on the Bronzor that you want to use. Go ahead and use the one from Battle Styles, because in a meta where Dragapult is popping off, 60 HP is better than 50 HP. So, <laughs> yeah. Because the other one lets you evolve on turn two if you go second. It's okay. It's not as good as just reliably being able to set it down versus a Dragapult list, because... That feels bad, yo. Then it's got two Crobat, two Zacian V as a basic steel type that you can target. It, you can bounce between the Corviknight and the Zacian to do 230, 240 back and forth because each one of them has the little thing saying, you can't use this attack next turn. So, okay, I'll just move all three of the energy from the Corviknight to the Zacian. The Corviknight has free retreat too, so even easier. Like, that's wild to me. <laughs> It also lets you set up early before you've gotten the Corviknight out, before you've gotten the Bronzong out. You can start setting metal energy on the field using Intrepid Sword. It's very good. You've also got an Eldegoss here to find any supporters that you need, particularly the Cheryl if you need a heal or, you know, boss for game, something like that. And finally, as your GX attacker, you've got Lucario and Melmetal GX. It's GX attack makes it so you take 30 less damage for the rest of the game and if it's got two on there you discard all the energy on your opponent's active which is great for things that like to stack energy for instance a single strike pokemon that's almost fully charged up you can just be like no those are gone now so real handy there the trainers are mostly standard for a type of deck like this it's got four marnie because you're trying to disrupt as much as possible and healing yourself is one form of disruption and marnying your opponent for four separate times is another, is another form. This one runs three Cheryl. You can bring that down to two if you wish. That's the healing card. Bird Keeper lets you switch. It's got two of those. Two research, two bosses orders. This one runs one Skyla. Again, that's cuttable if you wish because that's a pretty heavy supporter count overall. Skyla lets you search out an item. Sometimes it's useful. Then, standard items for a metal deck. Four Metal Saucer, four Quick Ball, two Pokemon Communication, Two Evolution Incense, because you can see seek out both Corviknight and Bronzong with it. Two Switch, a Tool Scrapper, and a Palpad. And then, ten Metal Energy, and three Coating Metal Energy. As a reminder, that makes you have no weakness if you're a Steel-type. Pardon me, Metal-type. What am I doing? <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's this list for Corviknight. I make a couple little changes. I really like Mew in mind to block the Rapid Strike from just bopping a Bronzong on my bench. I personally also really like Metal Goggles to make it even thicker and also stop damage counter drop. So the Mew plus a couple Goggles makes it really hard for that Rapid Strike plus Dragapult deck to break. But yeah, Corviknight, it's it's getting better. Like, we've, we've scoured the tournament results. Basket and I did this a little bit before recording, and... There were some. You said there was one where it won, and I've seen a couple where it made it to like top eight. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's. I think there's at least three uh, at, at top eight, three or four. Yeah, it's getting there. Like the first couple of tournaments, it was hot garbage, and I think people <laughs> are just finding the optimal deck list for this thing because it's weird. It's not a typical Pokemon because you've got that building around the full heal every other turn that you need to. But yeah, Bronzong is wild for this like metal has never had so much support in its life yeah bronzong being what it is it enables a whole lot of other really really weird decks particularly if your attack cost is primarily colorless so we were seeing a couple go crazy like i i saw a salamence you saw a togekiss basket yeah yeah togekiss i i honestly um i didn't <laughs> I didn't look too hard into it, but there was a Togekiss yeah. that was like that made it in a top three, and then another one that was in top five. And I I need to like, I I put it on here to mention it for mm -hmm. like if anybody wanted to look into it. I don't know because I look at the Togekiss V Max and I'm like, how does this you know like I get <laughs> I, I get what Bronzong does to help it because it's colorless, but how does this work? So. 
I got to do like <laughs> my due diligence on the actual deck itself. But I was mm-hmm. like, wow, Togekiss VMAX and then Salamence is cool because I, I really like Salamence. And to be able to find a way to get that deck to start running is yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, the Togekiss I kind of want to build because that attack that it has is just so cool. And it's another one that has free retreat, so you can do a lot of things with it. The attack for Togekiss, if you don't know, it's not been a good card up till this point, except for Expanded. Max Glide is its attack. It does 120, which isn't a lot, but oh, the effect I was is looking you at may the search wrong... your deck. Oh, man. Oh, were you? <laughs> that would explain it. Oh, man. But yeah, the Togekiss VMAX Max Glide do 120, ain't a lot, but then search your deck for two cards and put them into your hand. So you have a way to always have what you need the next turn. That's what's oh, cool yeah. about the Togekiss. Oh, yeah. And you run I'm it with a bunch of situational <laughs> things. Ugh. And this, they typically have the Zacian on there as a metal saucer target. They also run the Zamazenta more often because you can find the things that you need to get Zamazenta working and completely block almost all the uh, VMAXs. It's not going to stop a single strike, as we talked about, because that just goes right through the ability. But it can stop a lot of other things, like Rapid Strike and other nonsense. So... The Togekiss is really fun if you have a big brain and can figure out what exactly you're going to need next turn. It's very susceptible to Marnie, I will say that. But the other wild one, (laughs) we kind of looked at this one, Basket. (laughs) Ditto and Bronzong is stupid. That's just, like, you thought... Because the cool thing about Bronzong, it doesn't say metal basic, it says metal energy. Which includes Aurora. So, <laughs> you can be laying down Aurora energy on top of metal energy to just fill out any attack costs and start moving the Aurora energy around to whatever it is that you need to take on whatever you're facing. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. Are you facing an Eternatus deck? Then slap down that ditto. And then grab yourself the Rhyperior that you discarded early in the game, switch it out, throw the Aurora energy on it, and one-shot an Eternatus. (laughs) (laughs) It's stupid. Absolutely dumb. The Ndidi is even lethal because it's got the Psychic and it does more damage for each uh, Psychic the opponent's active has. Mewtwo likes to stack a lot of energy. So if they drop a Mewtwo, which is kind of something that you kind of can't expect in current meta because it can it can be dropped all of a sudden out of nowhere and just suddenly you have to look at your opponent's discard pile but they drop a Mewtwo you've got the ditto on your bench you drop Ndidi and just switch it <laughs> and just knock it out it's stupid and if you if you could play it with the ADP as well you get four prizes off of a Mewtwo if you altered creation <laughs> dumb Dumb, dumb deck. Again, though, this requires a brain the size of Arkansas in order to really (laughs) play effectively. But if you want to have some fun and be not and not ever be backed into a corner, this is the deck to play. This Ditto Bronzong toolbox deck. So cool. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Just like, oh, well, uh, what do I want to play? What do I want to play? Yeah. Okay, I'll throw a ditto in, and then I'll play everything. <laughs> yeah, and you have so many options. Battle Styles unlocked so many things. Like, it was getting a little bit stale at the end of whatever the last set was. What was that? Whatever it is. I mean, yeah. my brain is not keeping track of them because I haven't been able to buy cards or had the motivation to do so in a while. But, like, Battle Styles just makes it so it's so cool to play things again between the new cards and the reprints and sudden synergies that didn't happen before it's it's crazy yeah i'm getting excited again (laughs) yeah if i could ever find some cards at target maybe i'll go actually purchase them but that's not looking likely (laughs) all right Uh, so with that we will move on to our favorite part of the show yeah Before you march as a titan, do not be ashamed of the fear inside you. Embrace it as you witness the Venusaur best. Look, you guys, it's a Venusaur! 
Alright, so we are back and we are here with the Venusaur Best. Seth, what is your pick? Alright, now last segment I said you have to have a brain the size of Arkansas for doing the ditto list. I specifically did not choose the biggest state in the Union (laughs) because that size of brain is required for this deck list. This is Spiritomb which got a couple of really cool tools with battle styles, namely the reprint of Escape Rope is what's really allowing this to pop off. For those of you who don't know, Spiritomb has an attack, Anguish Cry, I think it is. Um, it does 10 base, and then 30 more for each damage counter on the Spiritomb. That's the gimmick. So you try to load up as much damage on that Spiritomb as possible. It has an ability that lets you put one damage counter on it per turn. Mounting Dread? i I something like that uh building spike building spike that's it um it only has 60 hit points though but cape of toughness exists which gives you 50 extra hit points so doing some quick math that's 110 maximum hp so 100 if you don't want to knock yourself out so 10 damage counters on the spirit tomb if you are at maximum damage does 310 damage to whatever's in front of it (laughs) Which is stupid for a one-prize attacker that only costs one energy to use the attack. Dumb! (laughs) Now, how do I get all this damage on this Spiritomb, you might be asking yourself. Well, sweet chickadees, I've got the stadium for you. It's Spikemuth, which when when you, on your turn, go from the active slot to the bench, the thing that was in the active slot and is now on the bench takes two damage counters on it. So, if you play a bunch of switching cards, you can start stacking that damage really, really quickly. So that's why this deck plays 4 Switch, 4 Escape Rope, scoop up nets to make your Jirachis pop up into your hand again and recycle them and cause a bunch more switches, Bird Keepers as a primary supporter, anything that has the word Switch on it that isn't Malo and Lana because that says the dreaded word Heal on it, (laughs) you play in this deck and you almost max it out. So you're bouncing energy, not energy, you're bouncing back and forth between the active slot, and probably, if you're playing this in person, annoying the ever-loving crap out of your opponent, because you might play three escape rope in a turn. (laughs) So they have to, they've got to pick a new active every single time, and you're like, no, I don't like that one, let's try a different one, use escape rope again. There's a lot of pick-up put-down with this deck. (laughs) You it's, can run the timer out with this one. It's so funny to me because I'm thinking right now. I'm thinking right now about like like the <laughs> the opponent playing a Spiritomb deck and just playing with my heartstrings. Like they do escape rope, and I'm like, okay, great, I get to put my attacker back out there. And then they're like, okay, another uh-huh. escape rope. <laughs> <laughs> and you can cycle through this deck immensely quickly because of all the switching happening. You only play two Jirachi Stellar Wish ones to be specific. But you've got scoop up net. You've got switches to let them reset. You've got all sorts of things to just keep hunting through your deck for the switching cards you need. <laughs> on if you are going second, you can do like two hundred and seventy damage turn two of the entire game. Not your turn two, turn two of the game, because <laughs> you just attach one energy, mounting dread, switch, 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 boom explode the thing in front of you. It's wild. The other cards in here that you play for just getting that Spiritomb online and going is Crobat and Dedenne for standard support. You've got a Mew for protecting your bench, which is very important with this one because a lot of your Spiritomb are going to be only a couple of damage off from being knocked out at all times. Then you also have an Oricorio GX, which if a Pokemon was knocked out last turn lets you draw three keep hunting down those switching cards because Spiritomb will be knocked out. That's just a fact. By the way, I they love... will be knocked regularly. I love that they made an Oricorio GX. I feel like it's just I for... I do too. I feel like it's just for Shamu. <laughs> I know. I wish they made one of every kind. That would be wild. It would be pretty funny. Uh, and then the other cool Pokemon in here is Jinx from Unified Minds. That has an ability that lets you move a single damage counter from one Pokemon to another. So... If you're building Spite on the wrong thing, or you or you needed to put Spikemuth damage on to, like, a Jirachi that you switched, you can move it around a little bit. You have adaptable damage. Then the trainer count is 
Four Research, three Bosses Orders, three Bird Keeper. Those are your supporters. Bird Keeper's in here, of course, for the switching, as expected. Then you've got four Escape Rope, four Quick Ball, and here's the other thing from Battle Styles. Spiritomb benefits from the reprints, basically. That's really all that it gets from here. It's got the Escape Rope reprint, which is, again, switching, and the Level Ball reprint, which lets you find Spiritomb. Like, I I think, looking through this, the only Pokemon that are not huntable by Level Ball are Crobat, Dedenne, and Oricorio. Everything else can be found with Level Ball, and you don't have to pay a cost or anything. You just go find it. (laughs) And you play the Marshadow from Unbroken Bonds in here, because that lets you kill a stadium. It's basically uh, Chaotic Swell Proof, because you need those Spike Myth. The deck does not function without a Spike Myth in play. So to make it so you don't have to play two, you've got to have the Marshadow to pop that Chaotic Swell Stadium immediately. Um, Again, back to the trainers, though. Scoop Up Net, four of them, four switch, two Ordinary Rod to recycle your Spiritomb and Darkness energy, because you're gonna need them. You're gonna go through them. And then, of course, four Cape of Toughness, four Spike Myth, four regular basic darkness energy, and four hiding darkness energy, which give you free retreat to make switching, again, even easier. This deck (laughs) is wild. And you, like I said, this is not a deck that you can just approach and expect to be good at the first couple of games. You have to have your order of operations down exactly in order to get the right damage counters, in order to play the right switching cards in the right order. This is this is definitely warranting a Texas or Alaska size brain to get this deck to really go on all cylinders. Man, just, but it's wild. You just talking about this deck makes it sound so fun. I'm so excited to grab myself a playset. <laughs> They're expensive. I'll tell the you that right tomorrow, now, really? on, especially on TCGO. Like oh, a single no. spirit tombs, like eight packs. Oh man, because <laughs> people realize how freaking good it is. Uh, that's upsetting. Well, it, it can't be anything more than an uncommon, right? Or is it a rare? I don't know. I don't know that off the top of my head. Okay. All right. So we'll move on. Your turn. On. Yeah, my turn. Okay. <laughs> so this one uh, actually has a recurring uh, um, uh, Pokemon from a previous Venusaur best in the deck, which I find fantastic. Ooh. Um, but this deck is the Tapu Koko VMAX with Electrode and Omastar. So, this deck focuses on using a combination of Tapu Koko, Electrode, and Omastar to try and find, uh, to try and force the opponent's active to stay in for two to three turns so you can knock it out, while limiting your opponent's hand size and therefore their options to get out of the active. Ideally, you have Tapu Koko, uh, then you VMAX him on the next turn, or whenever you can throw that out there. Um, but you place your energy uh, for your turn, and then you uh, make Electrode self-destruct, and he does what he does, blows up and goes and gets two lightning energy, and then you throw him on the tap of Coco. And now Coco has all the energy it needs to swing uh, its uh, attack max shot for 180, which also has a secondary effect, which is part of the whole thing here, uh, where oh. if you're with, where if your opponent has less prize cards, um, than you, then, uh, it leaves the active paralyzed. So oh, that's how it works. Yeah. That's why you do electrode with it. Oh my exactly. gosh. Yeah. Because then the <laughs> electrode dies and then they've got one less prize card that they just picked up. So now they're lower than you are. <laughs> and oh now, my word. and now you're paralyzing every single time that you swing. Um, and the, uh, uh, right, right, right. Okay. So then, um, it leaves the, the, uh, the opponent's active paralyzed. So Omastar here, he comes in handy because his ability stops your opponent from using item cards. If they have more Pokemon on the bench than you. Oh my God, which they will. Cause you're killing your own Pokemon. <laughs> exactly. So, oh my gosh! <laughs> so this effectively uh, leaves only uh, so if, <laughs> if so if Omastar's out, this effectively leaves only two supporters: Birdkeeper and Mallow and Lana. Um, Mallow and Lana is one card uh, to remove their Pokemon from the active. Um, oh wow! 
Yeah. And then you're using Marnie's and reset stamps to help oh limit their hand size, which gives them less <laughs> options during their turns. <laughs> oh my god, and the reset stamp combos with the electrode. Yes. Oh, I hate this deck. <laughs> oh, I hate it. Isn't it? Oh man, it's it's delicious. <laughs> Oh, I would be so mad if I was playing against this, but so happy if I was playing it. <laughs> so there are, there are obvious problems with this deck. Uh, one of the more important being its weakness to fighting. <coughs> Urshifu. Uh, <coughs> uh, <laughs> you got something in your throat there. Yeah. Now, um, <laughs> so why did I choose this deck? One, because it's spicy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and two. Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> and two, because it actually works. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, by not being able to use the items, increases the likelihood that they add uh, Pokemon with abilities to the bench also, which helps, uh, uh, which goes against their best interest, obviously, um, uh, with, with, uh, uh, with, with Omastar's, uh, whole deal. And then, um, <clears throat> uh, you've also got them by the tendies with some meta-relevant one-hit KOs to support <laughs> pokes like Crobat oh, V and Eldegoss yeah. V. That's because a good that's, number. I didn't think of that. Yeah, yeah. That's just the 100 HP HP for, uh, for both of those. Um, and those are in, like, so many different decks as well. So, basically, how you want to do it is you want to utilize the two uh, electrode, or So, utilizing two electrodes powers up two uh, Tapu Kokos in two turns with all the right pieces. Wow. And then, once the first Coco goes down... You've got everything to start the death of a thousand guts all over again. <laughs> death of a thousand guts. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. It's like it's so funny. So like, like technically, you know, for like a Urshifu V or whatever, like um, it would only be you know like three hits to to kill it, which is which is a lot. Uh-huh. But I call it the death of a thousand cuts because it's also wounding your pride as this is going on. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And you're just getting salty while all this is happening to you. Ugh, um, and so then, uh, <laughs> and then once the first Coco goes down, you've got everything to start, yes, to start it all over again. Um, and also, even if they, like, after they take out that Pokemon, um, uh, you've, you're still, if you've taken one out before then, you're still behind on prize cards, yeah, which then means the that one. you're still doing, uh, the, uh, um, uh, leaving them paralyzed after every hit. Oh, um and uh oh, the the perma para and reset stamp to one yeah Ugh. yeah Vomit. <laughs> isn't this beautiful oh i hate it ah, it's so ugly and beautiful at the same time Ugh. okay so um it so this deck needs a lot of stuff to uh to make it work um yeah energy denial is something to consider uh, but with the pieces, uh, with all the pieces you need to make it work, uh, you want to make sure you're not adding to the potential clunkiness. Um, mm. And also, to be clear, it's not great. But yeah. it's not. It's also not horrible. It's just really, 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 really trying its Venusaur best. Hey. Hey. The <laughs> there it is. All right. Okay, so that'll be the show for the day. Uh, or for the month. <laughs> For the day two. For the day two, yeah. Uh, Seth, thank you so much for coming on. Hey, my pleasure. I get to gush about random decks that are doing great and some memes every now and again. Oh, yeah. I I enjoy it. (laughs) All right, and thank you all for listening. I appreciate it so much. Thank you.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.